0: Exodus chapter thirty-three. Those of us who are doing the seventy days fasting, you know that every Friday we are supposed to pray for Nigeria. Have you been praying for Nigeria? Eh? Or you greet your neighbor Happy Independence? Wait, I hope you know that today is Independence. Okay, I, I just want to confirm. Because some people, their, their application is already in the embassy. Praise the name of the Lord. Beloved, I want to share something with you for a few minutes, and then we begin to, we go straight to our anointing service, and then we move to our Thanksgiving service. Just a few minutes. Let me start like this. There are prayers and there are Prayers. There are prayers that you can pray where one single prayer point is equal to more than 300 prayers. One single prayer point can cover so many things. And that's what I want to share with you now. And that's what we're going to pray about. And that will lead us into our September to remember. I hope you can hear me clearly. Can you hear me, everybody? Those of you at the back, can you hear me clearly? Fine. So, there are prayers and there are prayers. I want to share with you this morning one of such prayers and then we pray it and then we move into our anointing service. In Exodus chapter 33 verse 18 a man of God named Moses prayed that kind of prayer point that is more than 300 prayer points. See what he said. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And if you are looking for a topic, that's a topic. Oh Lord, show me your glory. Oh Lord, show me your glory. There is something known as the glory of God. And <laughs> beloved, trust me when I tell you, one of the most magnificent things that can happen to you is for God to expose you to his glory. But before we begin to talk about it, let's talk, let me tell you how we got here. If you begin from the early chapters of Exodus, you will see that at the time, God took Moses away for about 40 days and 40 nights. And in the course of, you know, the interaction with God and Moses, that was where God used His hand to write on stones what we call the Ten Commandments. God wrote it by Himself, the original version, and handed it over to Moses in that forty days and forty nights encounter. While that was going on, God began to grow angry with the people of Israel. Because certain things were happening in this realm. Remember that Moses had been catapulted to another realm. So he didn't know what was happening. What was happening was, the people of Israel had looked for Moses. And they didn't see Moses. So they went back to their old ways, like they were doing in Egypt. They gathered their gold and all their ornaments, and created an idol for themselves. The golden calf was built. And they began to worship it. And God was seeing what was happening in this realm and began to get angry. But Moses was pacifying him. That No. Because God said, I'm going to destroy this. God said, no, you can't destroy them. Uh-uh. If you destroy them, it will look like you cannot take care of them. Don't destroy them. And God calm down. By the time Moses would come down from that realm and enter our own realm, when he now saw what was going on, he too he became angry. Somebody I was begging God oh, that he should calm down. He became angry. He became angry to the point that he smashed the original writings of the Almighty. He was so angry that they pulled down the golden calf. They grinded it to powder. Moses mixed it with water and asked all of them to drink it. He was so angry that he gathered the priests, the Levites, because they did not join in the idol worship. He gathered the Levites and said that everybody that worshipped that idol he slew 3,000 people that day. The same person that was telling God upstairs to calm down. When he came downstairs, he did not come down. So there was confusion everywhere. In the midst of all of that, God now spoke to Moses and said to him, you know what, this Mount Sinai area, you should live here. Just go away from here so that I will not destroy you. Go away from here. Just be going towards the promised land. Then God said that as you are going now, me, I'm not going to go with you. you go by yourself. Moses said, ah, no, God said, okay, no problem, I'll send you, send you an angel. Moses said, we don't want an angel, we want you. Moses said, if you do not go with us, we, just kill us here, we're not going anywhere. And then God changed his mind and said, okay, no problem, I will go with you. And then Moses now, in the midst of that conversation of whether I will go, whether I will not go, whether I will go, whether I will not go with you, Moses now prayed that prayer point in verse 18. He says, if, from verse 17, he says, "If I have found favor in your sight, and truly you have decided that you want to go with us, then show me your glory." Beloved, that prayer point is more than 250, in fact, 350 prayer points. Show me your glory, and that's the only prayer point we are going to pray here today, because when a man sees the glory of God. <laughs> Everything about that man changes. Let me ask you a question. How do we describe the glory of God? Because we're just saying uh, glory of God, glory of God. Some people don't understand what the glory of God means. Because the glory of God is one kind of subject that people are confusing. People, you know, they look like this, they go like this, they do this one, they do that one, they say different things, about the glory of God. But I'm going to try and simplify it for you. Revelation chapter 21. Let's go there. Revelation 21. We can catch a glimpse of what the glory of the Lord is from there. Revelation 21. I'm going to read from verse 22. 22 to 24. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. 23. It says, and the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it. It says, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Now go to verse 24, that's where we're going. He says, and the nations of them which are saved shall walk in that light, shall walk in that glory of God. And that last part, that's the most important part. He says, and the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor unto it. They said that thing that we're talking about that is the glory of God, the kings of the earth, They submit their own glory and their own honor to it. So the simple question is this. What is the glory of the kings of the earth? And I'll tell you. It's simple to find it out. If, for instance, now we ask all the presidents in this world to gather for a meeting, and in that meeting there's going to be an exhibition of glory. Every nation or every president that comes for that meeting is going to come with what their nation has to exhibit. I can tell you for free. The Chinese and maybe the Japanese and the likes of the, the, the and the likes of them in that part of the world, they will come with technological advancement. They will come with technological innovations. Many nations like um, like India will come with innovations in science and medicine. You know, Nations like Germany will come with innovations in engineering. I know Nigeria, we are going to take our oil, crude oil. That's what we will take for the meeting. Because that's the only glory that we have. Even that glory gone. Nations or presidents will gather and they will bring all that they have. Some countries like Ghana will bring gold. Some countries like South Africa will bring diamonds. Countries like Congo will bring gold. And all over the world, people that have uranium, people that have different things, every king or every president that comes for that exhibition will come with something that their nation has and they can be proud of. But the Bible says that all of these things, the kings of the earth, they submit their glory to the glory of God. That means there is something about the glory of God that is bigger than what we see. That is bigger than the technology, bigger than the natural mineral resources, bigger than natural resources and all of the other things that we see. The the the, the, the word glory comes from the Hebrew word kabod. You remember that story in the Bible where they named a, a man a, a young child Ikabod? you remember that story? And ikabod means the glory has what? Church ikabod means what? Good. So if you remove the e, that's the departed. The word kabod is the meaning is the Hebrew meaning for glory, and when translated literally, it means something that is heavy, something that carries weight and has value attached to it. So, when we are talking about glory, we are talking about something that has weight, something that carries value, something that is, you know, valuable. Majority of the things that we are talking about, when we are talking about uranium and all those other mineral resources, those things can be measured. Gold is measured in ounces. Oil is measured in uh, barrels, yeah. Things like that are measured. But the glory that we are talking about, the glory of God is something that cannot be measured. Even uh, water, water, water. As the water covers the sea, we have started measuring water. If somebody just, if you go outside now, they put water in someone's bottle, they will write uh, 75 cl. Abi, they have measured it. Even Gary, Gary, when you go to the market, and you will see somebody that has plenty Gary. Where you want to buy? Do they tell you? Do you ask how much is everything? No. See how many? How much is a? Is it cup? Abi? What's the other one? No. There's something they call. No. You you would always go to market now. There's a particular name I'm looking for. But don't worry. Yes, mudu, mudu. Somebody said it. You see not Moodoo they used to measure Gary? Oh, oh, that's in Lagos. I'm sorry. Have mercy on me. Okay, how do they measure it here? Custard rubber. <laughs> the Lord bless you. Okay. <laughs> Even when the Gary is plenty, they will still put a measurement to it. The reason they need to put a measurement to it is because they have to add value and they cannot give you value without measuring it. But the glory of God is that one that cannot be measured. It is the glory that all of these other measurements submit to. So when we talk about the glory of God, what do we mean? Let's go back to our text. Hebrews chapter 33. Sorry, Exodus chapter 33. Moses prayed that prayer point in verse 18. See what God did in verse 19. He says, and he said, I will make all my goodness. Remember the prayer point. Oh Lord, show me thy what? Glory. This is God now telling him how he's going to show him his glory. He says, I will make all my goodness to pass before thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. He says, I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. Go to the next verse. He says, and he said, thou canst see my face, for there shall no man see me and leave. Moses prayed, show me your glory. And God said, I'm going to pass by you with all my goodness. And as I'm doing that, I'm releasing greatness. I'm releasing grace. I'm releasing mercy. He says, but it's going to get to the point that you will not be able to see my face because anybody that sees my face cannot survive it. Then go to the next verse. He says, so the Lord said, behold, there is a place by me and thou shalt stand upon a rock. Verse 22. He says, and it shall come to pass that while my glory... Passed by while my glory passed by, I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. The next verse it says, And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back parts, but my face shall not be seen. Somebody prayed a prayer, Show me thy glory. And God said, when you want me to show you my glory, I can't show you the full glory. I'm going to show you a glimpse of the glory. But me, I am going to pass by. So when we are talking about the glory of God, we are talking about God himself. Everything that makes God, God, is his glory. All the mercy, all the favor, all the grace, all the... Everything that you can measure, compassion, kindness, greatness, anything, mighty, mighty one of anything, consuming fire, ancient, everything that makes God, God is the encompassing of him in one place, and that is his glory. He said, I cannot allow you to see my face. If you see my face, you will die. Isaiah explained the same thing to us when he was telling us in Isaiah chapter 6 about a session that happened in the heavens. And he said, God was sitting down. He says, behold, from verse 1, Isaiah chapter 6, verse 1. He says, behold, I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and his train filled the temple. And he says, and there, was cherubim, there were cherubims and all manners of things surrounding him. He says, and there were angels there that were flying. He says, these angels had six wings. Two wings they used to cover their feet, two wings they used to cover, they used to cover their face, and with two wings they flew. Why? Because if they open that wing to see God, they will die. They cannot survive it. So when we are talking about the glory of God, we're talking about God Himself. That's why I told you that when you are praying, O oh Lord, show me thy glory. That is the prayer point. That is more than 300 prayer points. Oh, Lord, show me thy glory is the same thing as saying, Oh, Lord, appear in my situation. That prayer point of, Oh, Lord, show me thy glory is the same thing as, Oh, Lord, I want to see you. That prayer point of, Oh, Lord, show me thy glory is the prayer point is, Oh, Lord, show thyself. Moses prayed that prayer point. Beloved, if a man can see the glory of God, then it is almost impossible for anything to challenge you. Let me tell you an experience. That after Moses had seen God, when he came back to the camp, his face was shining to the point that the Israelites had to use a veil to talk to him. It is not Moses that owns the glory. It is God that owns the glory. But because God passed by Moses, there was a reflection of the glory that fell upon the face of Moses and no man could able to withstand it. Ha, beloved, I wish you understand what I'm talking about. That when the glory of God comes upon you, you will not be running from place to place. When the glory of God comes upon you, meaning when God shows himself to you, you will not be terrified by little, little challenges and battles around you. When the glory of God comes upon you, when a man or woman encounters the glory of God, you will encounter that thing that will give you boldness to be able to stand before anybody. The reflection from the glory was so much... Remember, (laughs) he did not see the face of God. God put Moses at a point. And when he was passing, God stretched his hand and covered the eyes of Moses and covered it up to the point where he passed the front of Moses and was at his. And Moses was now behind him. And then he took his hand off so that Moses can see his back. Moses saw a glimpse, just the back. He saw a glimpse, just the back. And yet, his his face shone so much that people had to cover their own face to be able to speak to him. I pray for somebody here today. If your amen can be loud and clear, in this month of October, the glory of the Lord is coming upon your life. Oh, your amen should be bigger than that. The holiness of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God, the favor of God, the power of God, the splendor of His majesty, everything that makes God God, that's His glory. And this glory is powerful. And I'm praying for you that God will release His glory for you. (laughs) Let me give you a scenario. Let me give you a scenario. If you can see this speaker now, this sub-sub... Sub-woofer. Imagine you finish from this church, finish from this service, and you go to your house. You locked your door when you were coming to service. And when you, were, when you get back home, you unlock it. When you enter, open your door. You see a stack of dollars this high. And then, there's probably a note on top of it that this is uh, $3 billion. You see, my truck members are adjusting. They are, they are readjusting their position. Can I tell you the truth? Eh? As much as it's, it's interesting as I'm saying it now, do you know that you will not touch that money? Do you know? You won't touch the money. Three billion. You that just wants to pay rent. And then they tell you that it is three billion dollars. How much is your rent? Maybe your rent is $2,000 inside that stack. Do you know how many $2,000 can be found inside three billion dollars? Do you know? I will leave you to do the mass when you reach home. You will just jump the door and be walking. You will just be going. You will not know when you have reached uh, or a oil mill. Somebody will say, "Where are you going?" You say, "I'm going home." You just left your house. Now, that's just the glory of the dollars. It's just the glory of money. Not to talk about the glory of God. That's why God had to cover the face of Moses. You will not be able to survive it. That's why all you need in the glory of God is just a glimpse. And I pray for you. That glimpse that you need to change your story. You shall encounter it in the name of Jesus. In those days, the glory of God used to manifest like smoke or like fire. When they burn incense, when they burn incense, when they do sacrifices and all the ceremonies that they do in the Bible times, how people will know that the glory of God has descended is that either smoke or fire comes from above and just hovers over the place. But in Second Chronicles, something happened there. Follow me to Second Chronicles, chapter seven, from verse one. Second Chronicles, something happened there. This, from chapter six, is the dedication of the temple of Solomon. From, but we're in chapter seven now, from verse one. It says, "Now when Solomon had made an end of praying, fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices." And the glory of God filled the house. Verse two, It says, <laughs> the priests they could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. See, the normal procedure is that after Solomon had spoken as king, the priests will now come; they will now do all the ceremony, and then fire will come down from above, and uh, you know people will see smoke and they will know that the Lord has accepted the offering. That's how we used to be in those days. But the priests have not gone in to read all the things they used to read or say all the things that were written down with the book of Leviticus. They, they were not able to observe any of those things. Why? Because the glory of God had already filled the place. And this is, what I, this is why I'm telling you this. Why did I take you to this scripture? Because when the glory of God comes upon your life, protocols are usually broken. The things that are supposed to follow, procedures, processes, you know, procession, all those things, the glory of God breaks protocol. That's why that single prayer that we want to pray here today, make sure you pray it with everything that you can gather. Because the glory of God, God, Exposing you to His glory is the best thing that can happen to you. That's why I said it is a prayer point that is more than two hundred prayers. But three things or four things I want to tell you before we begin to pray. Number one, when it has to do with the glory of God, there are some requirements. Number one, you must desire it. When I say desire, it's not that ah, the, the way this pastor is talking, this thing goes sweet you have heard 3 billion dollars example so you are believing that the glory of god will bring 3 billion Mm-mm. no it's not for vain expectations you must desire god to visit you that's number 1 number 2 is that you must prepare for the glory of god and what is the preparation for the glory of god is that you must take care of yourself spiritually Run away from sin. God cannot come to a place where the... the Bible says that the eyes of the Lord cannot behold sin. So if you are praying for the glory of God, you must take care of your spirit, man. You must ask God for mercy. You must ask that the blood of Jesus wash you. Number three, you begin to practice the glory. And how do you practice the glory? Love. I told you that the glory of God is God himself. And the Bible says that God is love. So you practice the glory. How? Love. You must love. Show love to your neighbors. Show love to everybody. Show love to unbelievers and believers alike. You must love. And then finally, you must be a worshiper must be a worshipper. I've taught you in this place that the cheapest way to experience God, to carry the presence of God, is worship. I've taught you before. The cheapest way to carry the presence of God everywhere you go is worship. When you wake up in the morning, sing worship songs. Lie down there and worship the Lord. Don't just do like, those my people. They'll just jump out of a dream. The first thing is, every power, pursue me. But, no, no, calm down. They were pushing you in the dream, Abi. Yes. But now you have woken up. So we will first acknowledge the one that woke you up. Because there are some people that they pursued that they did not wake up. You must be a worshiper. That's the cheapest way to carry God's presence. Some of you who are here who are doing business. Some of you who are here who have offices. Go to your office. Go to your place of business. Go to your hostel. Go to your classroom. Whatever it is or wherever it is, you resume regularly. Go there and raise an altar of worship. That is you establishing God in that place. That's how it works. Not every day you are looking for anointing or you want to any put anybody that is putting anything in front of this my shop listen to me when the glory of god descends even if they like they should kill the animal there the presence of god neutralizes it it's not prayer i'm telling you when you raise an altar of worship in that how many times have we gone to our building now to go and do worship? Twice, Abi. we? will do one more. Because even me, that's your pastor, i notice noticed that every time we worship, money always comes. Hmm. Why? Because the cheapest way to bring down God's presence into a place or a theme is worship. Yeah. Let me show you something. I'm preparing something, and I read a scripture... That was so powerful. Psalm 68. Psalm 68, 24 and 25. Media, if you have it, please let me, let me have it. Psalm 68, 24 and 25. I would love it in any other version that is not King James, but if you don't have, no problem. Psalm 68... Midi, are you there? Ah, battery low. Let's read that myself. Psalm 68, verse um, 24 and 25. I'll read it to you from the, from the Message Bible Translation. It says, see how God goes on parade to the sanctuary. It says, sing us out in front and the band Behind. Then the women in the middle with tambourines. That's how God moves. Let me read it in Amplified Version. He says, they have seen your procession, O oh God. The procession of my God, my King, into the sanctuary. He says, the singers go in front. The players of instrument last. And, yeah, 25 now. See now. The singers go in front, the players of instruments last, between them and the maidens playing on tambourines. Every time that God goes on a parade, the first thing that moves is singers. The cheapest source of the presence of God is worship. That's why you see pastors, even the pastor that is preaching now, when they want to preach, they will first sing. Even when their voice is not okay, they will sing. Why? Because worship Draws God. Have you ever seen our Father in the Lord start a service? Have you ever seen our Father in the Lord start preaching without worshiping first? No. These are little, little secrets that you must begin to understand and begin to practice them in your own life. So, number one, like I said, you must desire God, you must desire the glory. Number two, you must clean up yourself. You must prepare for it. Number three, you must practice the glory. And number four, you must be a worshiper. I'm going to stop here now, but I want us to pray. Right after this prayer, we're going to go straight to our anointing service. But what we want to achieve with this anointing service is that this month, that's our prayer point, this month, God, show me your glory. So when you are coming out to receive the oil on your head, that should be your prayer point. When the oil has come upon your head and you go back to your seat, that should still be your prayer point. The Lord, in October, I want to see your glory. Rise to your feet. Close your eyes, everybody. You're going to say this after me three times. And I want you to say it very well. Close your eyes. Say this after me. Say, mercy of God. Mercy of God. Speak, for me. speak for me. Blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. Cover, me. cover me. Are you ready? Yes, We're going to say it. Three times, and I want you to say it very loud. Say, Mercy of God, Mercy of God. Speak, for me. speak for me. Blood of Jesus, Blood of Jesus. cover me. Now say that three hot times. Let's go. Now, close your eyes. <laughs> Want to pray that prayer I've been talking about. That prayer that is more than 350 prayer points. That's the reason you have to concentrate now. Don't, 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 be di- don't allow yourself to be distracted. This prayer point is all-encompassing. It's the kind of prayer that some destinies have been waiting for so that a shift can happen. Close your eyes. Shout it loud and
1: clear. <laughs> Say, O God, I run! Show me your glory! In the name
0: of Jesus! Up your mouth and decree! Yes! Don't be afraid. Say it. Don't stop. Don't stop. Just keep going. Don't be distracted. Concentrate. Say it. Show me your glory, O God.
1: I want to know the
0: way of your glory, come Lord, and fill me I am a coach, I
1: Lord, I want to see your face, I want to know the way of your glory, come. Lord, and feel me now. I want to know the way of your glory. Come, Lord, and fill me now. She is gone. Come
0: In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Stretch forth your two hands. Stretch forth your two hands. Close your eyes. Father, let your glory, let it descend upon your people. Don't say anything. Just close your eyes. Stretch your hands. Desire the glory of God. Concentrate, people of God. Concentrate, concentrate, just desire that glory. The Lord, I want to see your face. I want to know the way of your glory. Yes, somebody over there, the power of God is going to hit you now. You're going to scream. Holy Ghost, move. Let the glory of God descend here upon everyone from person to person, from person to person, from person to person, from person to person, from person to person. person, to person, person, to person. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Glory of God. Glory of God, glory of God, glory of God, glory of God, glory of God. Yes, when the glory comes, it comes very heavy. When it comes, it comes with a lot of weight. Let it descend upon your people upon every life, upon every man, upon every woman, everyone that is here that have presented themselves to you. Lord! Let your glory come.
1: Yes, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I want to know The way of your glory. Come, O Lord, and feel me now.
0: If you know that song, I
1: want you to sing it with me. I want to know the way of your glory. Come, O Lord, and feel me. Come, oh, Lord, and feel me now. More mm. oh Lord, and feel me. Lord, I want to see your face. Lord, I want to see you. I want to know. Everybody sing. The way of your glory. Come, oh Lord, and feel me now, sing. Recapacatolorosia. Lord, I want to see your face. I want to see your face, my Lord. I want to know the way of your glory. Lift your voice and sing it one more time. Come, on, oh Lord,
0: and feel me now. Lord, I want to see your face. I want to know the
1: way. Of your glory, oh Lord, and me, me. we thank you, Lord. Thank
0: you for your glory. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for showing yourself to us. Yarabu Shatarabagada Yes, somebody over there, some words are trying to come out of your mouth. That's God trying to speak through you. Just release it. Release it, release it. Yes, thank you for your presence. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray